Yeah. My comments were 100% in regards to the alpha testing environment because right. uh, that is about. an absolute amazing point. And I have been saying that since day one is that this game lives and dies on server population mm. and that community contribution because that is what all these systems are built around. We are the fuel that feed mm. that runs the machine. And without it, it the machine stops. This would be one of many tests they would find themselves presented with on Vera. The Pathfinder thought to himself, test your might, as he quickly transitioned to quick swipes with his sword, each swing ending the existence of these seemingly harmless flowers that had lifted themselves out of the ground to reveal their sharp teeth. Although vicious, these creatures were ended as he and his companions took a moment for a quick respite. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back Half Tilt. Hey, hey, hope everyone's good. And our cozy social bunny. Basil. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> mm, that actually flowed really well right there. I like that. I'm going to have to cozy social bunny Faisal. I'm going to have to remember that one. That one That one seems to mm. work. All right, everybody. Look, before we dig in too far, we get give a big shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Also, a shout out to the home of this podcast at asheshq.com community curated website for all things ashes of creation uh, we actually do before we get started have a review on itunes to uh, review real fast and to read here live on the show as we do in typical form um, remember you too can leave a five-star review and leave a comment and if you do so we will read it here on the show so definitely appreciate anyone who's willing to give us a you know kind of a hammers up and kind of acknowledge uh, the show and kind of like you know some of your vibes with it um, so with that being said, you can also call into 1-539-664-6801, and we will play a message you leave at that number here on the show. You can leave some mail for us in the mailbag that our Pathfinder peon can get to us um, in the future. You can do that to, uh, over at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. Now for the review, got a review from Zalexia, who I actually remember seeing here during the alpha live streams. Said a great listen, a super fun podcast and super informative as well. So much hype for this game, and this podcast makes the wait more bearable. Really do appreciate that, man. That was a very nice review. Thanks so much for leaving it. And friends, we've got some reflections. I guess number one, as we, we talk about, you know, testing our might, I mean, there's a lot of ways in which we can do that. Nash is right now. You can, there, there's castle sieges that were happening. There was some open PvP that happened over uh, the last test over that week that ended around... I believe this time sorry we weren't here last week um life happens and it look after a year and a half of staying the course every single sunday not missing a beat we were bound to miss an episode at some point it has to happen life happens <laughs> happened during alpha one not really a bad you know not really a bad time um if there is a time because there's actually a lot of going on in the community on days like that so um 
yeah, it wasn't because I was playing Alpha One. Just life happens, you know, and couldn't could make it happen. I'm afraid, but uh, you know, sorry for uh not being here. I know some people were bummed out because we didn't have the show, and I was like, but very understanding. So I definitely appreciate it, uh, gentlemen. You've been in Alpha One, right? Um, I guess mm -hmm. we're gonna dig in and talk about Alpha One a little bit, right? Talk about our reflections. Talk about community feedback. Talk about pros, cons, good, bad, the ugly, all that stuff. So I suppose the question is, in no particular order here, overall pros and cons, what are some of the things that really stood out as being really good from your perspective? Again, this is subjective, but good from your perspective and bad from your perspective, if there is any bad, no particular order, feel free to jump in, friends. Um, I think what's good um, has been uh, support, I think, um, like the fact that you know, Discord is pretty active with the development team and the community team. I think that is like a true positive for me. I mean, I've been exposed to like these early alphas, so I'm fairly used to the bugs and the server resets and the wipes. So I know there's, you know, been some feedback about that to say, hey, you know, why did you do X, Y, Z? I'm like, it's a test, you know, you're gonna you're going to do things like that. Um, but I would say like content wise, I mean, I think the alpha itself is like really fun. Um, you know, bug quests aside, um, I think it was just a great way to connect with the community. And there's just, you know, I, I find the combat fun. Um, I know it's totally in its early stages, but I, I found that really, uh, really fun. And I've tried a couple of classes um cleric and mage primarily um, i'm really digging the cleric which actually is kind of surprising um and as uh, i was doing some questing the other day i uh i actually got to main heal one of the boss fights not like the dragons <laughs> but one of like the big quests where you need a like a decently full group to be able to do and that was stressful but it was a lot of fun just being able to like mess with the spells and play around so yeah overall for me i think it's you know, typical alpha, it's, it's been a really positive experience overall for me. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think for me, I'll, I'll start with the pros. Um, the, the biggest, the biggest positive for me has absolutely been watching the continuous improvement of, of just the server performance and the mechanics, how things are constantly getting better, how they're addressing you know, some of the bigger bugs, some of the bigger um, hiccups along the road and, and how they've been, you know, maybe not fixing them outright right away, but there's been continuous improvement in these directions. There's been minor things like class balancing and whatnot there that we've seen when, when one class is really OP or when a wand is a machine gun. And, and we see those things typically acted upon fairly quickly as well. But the focus seems to be where it should be right now. And, and that's on the mechanical aspects and the back-end performance of things. And seeing that continuous improvement has been has felt really good. Um, as far as cons go, like I don't, I don't got a lot here. I think the biggest thing that for me personally has been just not really setting proper expectations around the schedule. And maybe there could have been better communication there. You know, I think a lot of people were expecting the month-long test to be month-long and not kind of just weekend testing 
throughout that month, which is absolutely fine. And, you know, they need time to work on things. I totally get it. It's just a matter of setting expectations. And I think that open communication is something that the community I've heard uh, saying is is something that they could improve on. And I'm going to echo that as well. And yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. I'm really hoping this this live stream coming up has a little bit more of the technical, the background stuff that people have been asking for and a little less fluff. And we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I definitely want to reflect Ooh. on that some more too, but go on, Faisal. I have no idea where to start with this one. But uh, okay, so let's start with the positive positives, I would say. Um, I'm going to talk about the server stability and, and the ping issues and the frame rate. That has increased exponentially, and I think the server side has become a lot more stable, and we stopped rubber banding too much, which is always a great a great sign that there means their backend is getting better and stronger. Um, two, I would say the environment is always nice. The, the quests are, um, are nice even though they have a little bit of bugs, um, but they'll get fixed uh, along the way. Uh, The sound uh, engineering in the game um, or the sound design needs a little bit of work here and there, even though it's very amazing. Like if you go to certain areas, you will hear crazy sounds, animals and and insects and stuff, which is crazy. But uh, sometimes when you uh, enter weird areas, you'll get a mix of both, of of weird uh, sound bugs. Um, Well, what's it called? But when we talk about the negatives, it's mostly bugs that will be fixed along the way. Um, uh, Dragons clipping in the the mountains, quests quests being bugged. in the middle of the way, you're unable to complete it uh, afterwards, or at least get the chains for for the uh, what's it called quests that come after, because it's a chain that you have to finish one in order to get the second. If you're unable to finish the first, you won't get the second. Um, what's it called? There's also there's uh there is the problem of the combat, and they said they'll fix it in later iterations. A, a small tip that I would like to say would be um, if you're trying to cast normal uh, basic attacks, I would love if I'm able to cast an ability, it would cancel my auto attack so that ability would go through. That would be really great um, because it would make it very smooth, soft and smooth, as I like to say, um, and crisp. <laughs> like, like a bunny, like petting a bunny, maybe. I mean, I mean, it's gotta maybe. be quick like a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, yes, please continue. Sorry, gotta take the opportunities where I got them. It it was it was fun that I was able to play beach volleyball with the ship <laughs> that they put there. <laughs> um it it wait, it technically I didn't play beach volleyball with it. It technically played beach volleyball with me. With you. I, yeah. it flung it flung me away up in the air. <laughs> Is that the one by the Mist Meyer node ferryman? Yeah. 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 Uh, I reported um, that weeks ago. Dude. 
I went over there and I stood on it. I was like, "Oh, look at this! I'm on a I'm on a boat, right?" I went I went on the deck and I went to the back part of it or whatever. And also, I stand there and it started taking like massive damage. I was like, "What the f- is going on?" And it's like I saw my health go like, chick chick chick. And I was like, "Okay, so standing on the boat's clearly not a good idea." And then I was like, my fiance was there and she was like, she was like, "Yeah, it's uh it's capsized for me." And I'm like. Oh, okay. So I'm probably getting like smacked around and I don't see them get smacked around is the fun bugs of alpha testing, man. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, you oh. know, one thing was like, you know, the the they talked about early on, and I guess we can kind of like talk about this a little bit too. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess Faisal, if you have anything else, and then I kind of want to like present this as a second question for us to dig into. Um, well, I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Like, cool. If if you would let me go on and on, I would literally have this on <laughs> one hour just filling out bugs, pros and cons. So, <laughs> pros and cons, right? Like, see some of my pros and cons. So, community interaction was pretty solid. It has continued to mm-hmm. maintain and be pretty solid, um, as as expected. Like I always expect. You know, this is not a content alpha, which is important to note. Right. So people are like, uh, do we see this yet? Do we see that yet? It's like, no, this is literally, literally we're talking about their service stability and stuff like that. We're not talking about a lot of content. Is there content to go and do? Sure. Are you going to get if you if you're going in there and you're going nonstop and you're playing and you're playing and playing, are you going to get through that content somewhat soon? Yeah, a couple of weeks and most people are there now. Right. So now you've also got I, I was like I was streaming the other day and someone was like um, asking me. Uh, you know, how come, you know, it was it, the, the category itself was like there wasn't a lot of people there at the moment. I'm like, well, you know, people tend to go watch streams and stuff like that for content. Right. It's why they call yeah. it content creation if you live stream. So if you're going there for content and you've seen the same thing over and over, you're probably not going to. There's a large portion of people. If you're not there for the community and the people that are actually doing like the, the you know, the live streaming and stuff. Uh, or the community around those potential live streamers and everything, then, you know, more than likely, you're probably not going to be there to hang around and watch the same thing over and over. You're going to look for new content. You're going to come back when there's new content. Aside from all of that, however, when you when you look in the grand scheme of things, like there are other MMOs out there that are like in the process of launching or in the process of testing um, are having game updates that are having all these different things that are happening. One specifically is New World. It, the game's in, in closed beta right now. People can play it. They can stream it. They can showcase it. Communities can gather around. There's a lot more content in a game like that than there is in Ashes right now. So comparatively, when people are looking for an MMORPG they can play, well, it, it's kind of more of an option at the moment, whereas Ashes is way earlier in development right now. It's early alpha. So you're not going to have that kind of content yet. So, you know, people are, you know, also wanting to see a game and when they can jump into where they're going to go, they're going to go where there's more content. Um, it's not a negative reflection on ashes at all from my perspective. And in, in fact, I actually think that, you know, you kind of see a similar reflection you do in any other game community with like the elder scrolls online. Perfect example of the elder scrolls online. When a new game patch comes out, when the devs are live streaming something, when their content creators and their official content creator group or their partner program, or whatever, the stream team, when they've got something to promote, they've got, uh, you know, pets or whatever to give away, people are there, right? When there's a new expansion, people are there. When there's new dungeons and raids, people are there. 
When there's not, people aren't. And that's just normal. And so you see the same thing with Ashes right now. And you're going to see the same thing in the future. But just like that game and plenty of others, you also see when it does die down, what that looks like for the broader community. You see the people who are pretty much there all the time that are hanging out, that are still engaged, that have been engaged before, or maybe they're newer and they'll continue to be engaged in the future. So, you know, for people that are actually like concerned about if you're concerned, and I'm not saying everybody is, but there are some that are, if you are concerned, you know, I, I think that's a great perspective to maybe reflect on a bit is uh, this is pretty normal and Ashes isn't in the place that these other games are at right now. So you can't really have the same expectation of it in that regard. Um, but when we talk about it being more of a technical alpha versus a content alpha, um, there was one thing I actually wanted to you know talk about with you all, which is the castle sieges. Mm-hmm. Now, before we got into alpha, this alpha one testing phase, um, there were a lot of backend tests that were happening. And there were a lot of people that were jumping in. I jumped in, had some really great ones, some successful ones, right? It was a pretty good time. Now, through Alpha 1, through the month-long period, now it's kind of piggybacked slightly off of what Half Tilt said. During that period, you know, uh, some people are like bummed because, you know, it's not going nonstop. They take the servers down. I get it. You know, I'm not new to game development, testing games in development. So for me, it's not really like a shocker or anything. Um, however, my point is, is that uh, right now, they had talked about there being castle siege testing every, you know, pretty frequently. And I do actually kind of see that on the server. However, unfortunately, I feel like I'm seeing that as a regular thing happening via server announcements now, as opposed to the first couple of weeks. Um, so I think one of the things I have that's a bit of a concern is I got into one at the end of the preview weekend, I think it was. And it was so choppy for me. And I thought it was because I was streaming it at the time, but it turns out like peep, there was like a divide. There were people on one side that were having tons of lag and like problems. And there were people on the other side that were like, not really at all. And it wasn't, it wasn't really related to whether or not one side or the other was streaming or not. It was actually mixed in that regard. So I'm hoping that they got a lot of good data from that period. Um, because unfortunately, I don't feel like you're getting that same level of uh, investment from community members to test that now as you did before. And I guess my concern is a little bit of um, hoping that, you know, this is just this is just me kind of in my own concerns, right? Not saying it's a problem, but I guess I am a little concerned that because the community uh, engagements now died down a bit, that they maybe aren't getting enough or getting as much data and feedback on that specific element that as they could be. And I'm kind of wondering if there's a way that, you know, they can potentially get maybe more engagement, even if it's just on that specific piece. Um, because I do think it's a very important piece. And that piece in, in like specifically does tie into this technical side that they aim to be testing. It was, it was stated, this is a big part of what they're going to utilize people for testing around. Now, Margaret was on my stream a, a few days ago or something um, during her crazy shift. By the way, they're doing like, <laughs> her and Toast, I don't know if you know this, are actually rotating 12-hour shifts. You all know this? Yep. That's gross. <laughs> they're yeah. rotating 12-hour shifts, like uh, shifts where like Margaret's on for 12, then she gets rest and takes time. 
that Margaret's on for 12 and they're like, so, you know, I got to say hammers up to them for being for, and the rest of the team mm -hmm. for working so hard right now, because they are working hard, man. And it's, and it shows, um, but she was there and she said that in the upcoming live stream, which we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, in closing of today's show, she was saying, it sounds like there's probably going to be an opportunity for some alpha keys for people that want to get in on alpha. That was previewed in their, uh, or, or teased in their release this week. Yep. So if anyone's hmm. hearing this and you're interested, this is on a Sunday. This will go out on a Monday. To, it'll be out tonight and everywhere else by Monday. So spread the word. Let people know if you hear this tomorrow, whatever, when you hear this go, yo, they are giving some keys away because they did do that um, via social media um, about a week ago as well. But I think maybe some people missed out on that a little bit. Not everybody caught it in time, maybe to, to jump in on it and try to get a chance to get a key. But um, OK, big, long explanation from Sim. He's going to shut up now and you guys can kind of jump in. Let's talk about the Castle Siege bit. I see Faisal's over there kind of like always brewing on some stuff. So um I, I actually had one comment to to, mm -hmm. to your um the amount of players that like actually test the test. <laughs> okay. Um and how how it's been it's been done in history of ashes in general. Like we we saw the same phenomena happen with Epoch. True. Uh, Apoc had a really high interest uh, at the very beginning when it came to the community. Then it dipped down. Um, I assume Stephen tried to gain the interest of 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 the community and other people to join in. So he tried to get streamers on board. He tried uh, opening it up for the public. Hence. The free free to play aspects, yeah, and that was a whole con uh, controversy. True, yeah. that spiraled in the community. Yeah, so I have no idea how he's gonna like make people play it unless if he puts out more content or mm. like <laughs> incentivize so, them somehow. Yes, absolutely. I have no idea how he's gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna put a pin on Faisal's point because that's exactly where I'm going with this in a little bit too, to some degree. So everyone have to. I, I I almost wonder if people are feeling a little disincentivized to play. Like for, for me personally, where where I'm at right now, because a lot of the weekends I don't get a chance to play and level up my character, but that's the character I have to bring into Siege. So I I like I'm gonna go in there and just be a pylon. I, I can man a ballista or a trebuchet, and that, that's my usefulness. Um, mm -hmm. You know, scheduling, of course, they've tried to make it really available, but I wonder if they would get more people in if they gave you the option to either use your current character or have a boosted character that's separate that is only used, that you can only log into during this mm -hmm. siege window. So once they announce the siege, you can log into this character. You're kind of confined to a node uh, within the borders of the node. And you can go buy the siege gear. It's not maybe not as good as some of the questing gear or dungeon gear that you can earn if you are have leveled that. So people that have put that time investment into their characters will have that advantage still. Mm -hmm. And I think that's still a fair way to to position it. But it, it would it, it's a little bit more gated now than the past siege tests have been, where everybody just got boosted and everybody got the gear. And, and and I wonder if that mm. is deterring a lot of people from being able to play month long test. I feel like people are going to play it a lot more casually, with the assumption that there's going to be less character resets. Uh, ideally, none. There's already been what one mm. so far. So 
I mean, it, it's alpha. It's going to come. It, yeah. It's only a matter of time. It's going to come. If you're not expecting that, I'm sorry to bear, bear bad news for you. But I, I feel like that would would help open things up. Um, I, I also think there's a lot of I, – I, I know in, in the real game – this will all be player driven right now. I don't think they have the server numbers to leave it. So player driven, the fact that they just say, okay, you have to be in a guild, join a guild, create your own guild. Cause we gave you a bunch of money and then pick a side. And, and how many times have we gone into these battles and seen a, a variance of 30 or 40 players from one side to the other. Uh, and yeah. you know, in the end, yes, we are all testers here, but we're we are contributing our time, a lot of our time as well. I know the devs are doing it. They didn't pay to be here. <laughs> they're getting paid to be here, and, and they're busting their asses. They're doing an amazing job, but there has to be a little bit of uh, of respect for the players' time. I feel, and not to say there isn't, but I think a lot of people just like, okay, that that's I got better things to do with my time, or I got other things I want to do with my time. And the fact that it, there is a visual NDA lift now, content creators, a lot of people are just out there doing their own thing, recording their own footage. And, you know, communities are going to follow along with that too. Mm -hmm. Slash yeah. end rant. <laughs> I mean, I think there's some great points in chat. Um, and and unfortunately, we're, we are where we are with the mentality of current gamers. And I say that kind of, not necessarily in a derogatory way, because very early on in the MMO cycle, there was a way things were done. And there was something very similar to what the team is doing now in terms of testing, right? There was limited time testing. You kind of got in, there was, you know, bugs you had to deal with. There were wipes. There were all these things that you needed to kind of do and they kept those tests kind of very confined because there wasn't a lot of content it was really mm -hmm. more focused on the tech and i think one of the things in chat that stood out to me that i think is really good to call out is is that a lot of people think they just want to they're going to play when they're really testing and again right it is a test alpha test but people are used to nowadays because the way you know things are handled in modern mmos that are in alpha is it's generally fully fleshed out games right they're not putting anything that's really raw which is what intrepid is doing um and there's some change management there that needs to happen right for gamers uh and and i think that's part of it um i too felt like the siege might have been a little restrictive because um, I, you know, didn't have a lot of time to play this couple of weekends, but spent a little more time this weekend. But I was a little disappointed that I couldn't get into a siege until I was level 12. Um, and, you know, some people were like, well, hey, why aren't you level 12? Well, you know, I, I work. I work a lot sometimes, so I don't have time to play. So that was definitely like something that was a feels bad moment for me. Mm, yeah. Um but I think once I did get into the siege, like I actually got into a siege today, um, there was because of the kind of the, the exodus that's happening with other games coming like out or being in beta, like New World, right? It was literally like six people and they were all on like the attacker side. So I, I definitely think there needs to be some incentive. There needs to be some way to air quotes, quick play. 
um, into a siege and just get a template character. It's like you log into a siege and it says, hey, you know, your character is not like this level, whatever. You know, would you like to start a template character? And then you can pick one of the classes that'll give you basic gear. It'll kind of give you enough work points where you can spend them how you see fit and then you can just get in there i think that would be a way to really get people engaged with siege mm-hmm. um and, and i i really like that idea that half tilt came up with um, i personally would have loved to do something like that um when i did have time to play but now i'm just you know enjoying the alpha for what it is as an alpha so yeah i i wonder too if if because yeah, New World is, is a huge, I think a huge pull of it. Final Fantasy fourteen. there's obviously been yeah. a ton of popularity and, and just um, light shone on that game now uh, with, with between that and the whole Blizzard WoW exodus as well. Oh, man, so yeah. I, I, like, I don't want to get into all that right now, but I, I do think that right. a lot of people are, yeah, they just want something to play. We, we, we've talked about it a million times. Steven's talked about it a million times. Mm-hmm. We're MMO players. We've, we're like beaten dogs, and we just want a good game to play. So now New World's out, and people are wanting to play that. And I encourage people to play it and come back to Intrepid. Come back to the forums and share your feedback. What did you like about the game? What did Amazon nail? What did they do really well? And where did they shit the yep. bed? Share your feedback because that can only help to serve Ashes and make it better in the long run as well. And it's at the perfect time to share that feedback as well. So I I, I encourage people to go play it for that reason. Um, I, I also wonder if maybe at this point we just need to start merging servers for the alpha testing environment and just get in the end. That's what we're testing. That, that That's what we really want to test is that back end performance and those mechanics. And, and if you've got a thousand active players split across five servers mm-hmm. and then you try and run a siege out of that you, you've really really narrowed down how many people can actually come in and play when you factor in the level thing too. merge all the servers together or have a separate server that just runs sieges don't reset it just keep running siege after siege after siege reset it when it shits the bed yeah and, and go again um and, and, oh. and i in the end this is a test and that is what we're here for we're not here to play and if people like I've seen people saying in chat, copy your character progression over. Well, part of the server degradation is leveling up your characters, doing those early quests that generate a ton of experience early on, process levels, kill a lot of monsters. You know, that that all needs to be there. But oh shit. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, talking about server uh merging and you know, this isn't a content alpha, so we're not here to obviously we're not here to play like exactly content. so is, is there a problem then with if you give everybody at the very the option have a boosted basic character or your level character that you've worked on choose which one and then we're going into siege and just force everybody into siege we're here to do that that's what we signed up for we're here to do this testing if you don't want to siege because you don't feel like it too bad that's what you're here for Log out, go play something yeah. else, I guess. Because in the end, you're not contributing the data that's really over necessary, right? If, if you don't have time to finish the siege, so be it. You know, we all have life, we all have schedules. But I, I don't I don't think that would be a problem if they just laid down the hammer and be like, hey, we're doing siege right now. Maybe make two of them mandatory. Like just they just pull all the players out of that server, all the players 
that are necessary to fill that siege. Allocate your attackers and defenders accordingly to try and balance it out so there's even numbers there, mm-hmm. and you're going to yeah. get get the the data that you need. I would I would also add to that like make artificial guilds like so you can balance those sieges out because you don't want uh, people people like try to make their own guilds because I've 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 hopped from server to server went to siege to siege and I've always seen this rift between thirty versus a hundred people thirty versus a hundred people doesn't give you accurate data. <laughs> You need 100 right. versus 100, so it, it, you can actually get the struggle between two sides and, uh, what's it called, get the efficient data. And try to mix and match as much as possible so people don't get, oh, okay, we'll just uh, have this one huge guild over here and just join the artificial guild. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> Because coordination, coordination is very, very good resources, uh, resource for people to use. So you got to remove that element and add it when testing it separately, I would say, or something else. Yeah, I would, ag- I would agree with that a, a lot, Faisal. I think you make a, a good point. And I think this problem that they have now um will just get worse in a live situation when you do continue to have unbalanced things and there's things you can do you can force balance right which has its pros and cons um but you can also you know leave it as is and let it even out but i don't know if there would be like maybe incentives they can give for splitting people up or um and kind of maybe they get like some sort of bonus by you know going against a side that's maybe um lower in numbers but i think the guild restriction is going to be tough um in a live situation because one of the things that actually happened on the server that i was on is we had a very large guild that you know Mm. pretty much was you know on the server and whenever a siege came up yeah they were like okay guys everybody sign up for defend except if you're in our guild sign up for attack and it's like again right it is that was also kind of like a feels bad moment right for me um as well because it's like hmm okay so then if you're going to have like a large coordinated group being on one side and you're in maybe kind of more of a you know ragtag group of people how is that outcome going to play out right if history is any evidence of that, you're going to lose, right? Because you're not as necessarily as coordinated as a kind of a larger guild that may all be in discord together, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that they didn't get the data. No, you got that, like, you got that one particular data, but you need other types. You need different type of scenario. And just to put to, uh, uh, people in perspective, I'm just saying this for the alpha test. That's it. <laughs> I'm not saying it, it's it very important at launch. <laughs> that, that's very important to understand, absolutely. Because and, and that's exactly you guys have really touched on this. Uh, good is that this is a very good preview of what we will see in the in the finished game, but by current design, by current um, uh, hope is that people will just 
be able to sign up and sort this all out themselves. And the reality is if you're the coordinated guild holding the castle and you've got a band of Alliance guilds coming in to try and attack or a bunch of just random citizens out of the node trying to fight the mad oppressor, then, you know, there, there's going to have to be some coordination brought together. And that's part of the big community aspect of the game that they want to bring in. So it is good in a way to see that play out now. Granted, we're dealing with a much smaller pool of players. Yeah. And, and I think that that for me, that's the, the key component. That's my issue. Is that too. we're missing that. And, and, and there's also going to be a lot more of that incentive that, yeah. that you guys are talking about as well in that finished game because there is going to be very real yeah. uh, repercussions to your player or your, your game experience um, depending on which way that battle goes. And mm -hmm. it, But shining a light on this now might give them some contingencies, some backups, and, and maybe some alterations to how this system does get finalized. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a whole like I've been literally sitting here going bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. You know, over here going. These are the things that y'all have been talking about that I'm a hundred percent gonna be like coming back to in a second. But I want to make sure y'all get all your thoughts out because when I do, this is gonna be long winded. This is gonna be a big one. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna ramble on about multiple different pieces, but they they tie into everything y'all are saying. I mean, goes all the way back to Faisal talking about APOC. So, I mean, I've got bullet points on that one in my brain, too. So, get it all out, guys, because I'm going to add your bullet points. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to hit it all up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say maybe one more thing. Um, and I think it maybe is probably implied by the mm -hmm. comments that Hattelton, Faisal, and I have made. But I think it's going to be a very, very important choice that they make at launch is how many servers they have because that's riding a fine line between stability and queues and all those things that players hate about a launch game and then getting into the game and realizing you either don't have the numbers or it's so crowded that it's like it's almost counterintuitive, right, for a player. So, I mean, I guess, you know, I would rather have the too many players than not enough problem in this game, but still, that's definitely, um, you know, it, it's going to be a really important choice. And this Siege, like, preview is definitely something that I think is giving them pause to think about, okay, now how are we going to structure that in addition to, like the nuts and bolts of uh you know of the the siege like mechanics themselves like how people get in how they're match made etc because they could definitely um because it's instance now it maybe isn't you know uh it isn't as prevalent of an issue like if they just like bring a bunch of people in from other servers but it's not something you can necessarily do like you guys were saying in a live situation. So yeah, interesting, uh, interesting happenings here. Yeah. My comments were 100% in regards to the alpha testing environment, because right. uh, you, so that is about. an absolute amazing point. And I have been saying that since day one is that this game lives and dies on server population mm. and that community contribution. Cause that is what all these systems are built around. We are the fuel that feed mm -hmm. that runs the machine. And without it, it, 
the machine stops. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was on the server that Daedalus was on, Lynette. And, you know, it, it was, it seemed very clear that the guild that was, that was the mayor, had the mayor of the node, had decided to lock certain buildings so that they weren't accessed by anyone but their guild. At least this is this is what the report that was coming down by multiple people, right? So I, I see a few things. Like I see it as if you're a sweaty tryhard and you want your guild to be like the big dogs, I can completely understand wanting to limit other people from being able to have access to this because what does that mean? Like maybe they can craft really good gear that's going to give them an advantage too now. Like, cause let's be really clear. The main story quest, the one that we talk about, which by the way, shout out to my guild virtue. We've got a list of the main story quest. We've got that one. Uh, and we've got um, the crafting list in alpha one. Both of those actually are linked on asheshq.com. So if you go there and you go over to guides and you go down to guides and you see the, uh, the, the tab that state that says alpha testing to the right of that, there are two additional uh, sub tabs that you can click on. And those are actually for alpha one crafting list and alpha one main story quest. I'm putting that there for anybody who is testing in the future. It's just a helpful resource. So shout out to my guild for doing that. I didn't do it. They did it. And that's awesome. They were willing to share that with the greater ashes community so that they have access to that as well. Uh, the main story quest though, is the point I'm going to hit on here, which is that quest would break along the way. So you could go through and level up to like eight or something roughly in that area with your friend or whatever. Um, I did it multiple times over and I get through that quest chain to a certain point and it breaks. Well, at the end of that quest chain, there's level 15 epic gear that you can wear. Now, if you if your stuff broke up until that point, you weren't able to progress through that main story quest, such as it is in Alpha 1, you couldn't get to that epic gear. Now, Intrepid took away the siege gear, remember? That was like 50,000 gold a pop or something like that. I mean, it was crazy expensive. Could it be earned? You grinded? Absolutely, right? Crazy amount of money, though. Now, previously in testing, what uh, Intrepid Studios was allowing was that they would boost your characters for the sake of testing. They would um, give you some money. You could buy your mount. You could you could buy uh, the different gear and all that. And everybody had an equal footing, right, in that regard. Now, I understand it isn't realistic that you just give everybody stuff. And it's like, well, since you're here, you get this participation trophy. Well, it's not really about that, though. Because you, you, again, you want people, if you want people to test it, right, they're not going to do it. I mean, they're just not going to do it if they're either A, not up to level with the other people, right? Mm. Can't get to level without grinding and that grinding of mobs can kill them, the vibe too, and they may not be willing to do it. Plenty of people I know weren't. And then, you know, you get to a point where now uh, this gear is gone. And if I didn't complete my quest, I can't get the epic gear at the end of the quest. Oh, also... There's a guild on this the server where we are the most active, the most active server where everybody's for the most part going and staying. This guild's locked out the ability to now get gear. Now people, it, from my mind, look, I can't speak for the people. I'm just looking at it as objectively as I can, and I go, if if I understand players and I know my fellow Ashes Ashes fan members, right? I know people that would go, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to go jump into a siege. I'm not going to stay online and grind. For the sake of grinding, if it's either going to get reset, which I get it, you're not keeping your character, but you go back to what uh, exactly Half Tilt said, and you're talking about time. We all get one life, right? And 
you, your time is, is, is finite, man. It, it, you're not going to have a lot of it in your life. Right. So, you know, I tell people all the time when they hang around here, I value the, you, you for being here because this is time you're spending listening to the show, watching the podcast, hanging out all these people in chat right now, all of them. There's a lot of people here watching us live right now. <laughs> and all of these people, right. This is time they don't get back. So I appreciate it. And I recognize how important it is that they're spending that time here. And from my perspective as, you know, leading the podcast and, and doing the streams and everything, I try my best to ensure that their time is worth what they're investing in some way, shape or form. Right. You know, and that, that could be looked at in a lot of different ways. Now I'm not going to piggyback off that a ton or anything. I'm just, my point is take that and look at player time on the server, their investment time not knocking intrepid at all completely you know this isn't really a fault to them right we're just looking at here's a problem how can we resolve it and i agree put them like maybe right now we've gone through we've done testing do i want to do i want to go and and make some of that gear that i got patterns for the the schematics for on my main on the server i'm on right now yeah um well, if it bugs out and I can't make it, I can't test that. I mean, but again, when we come back to crafting, do I want to check it out? Sure. Um, what's my incentive for checking it out? Well, if I check that out and I'm able to craft some good gear, now if my quest is broken, I'm able to gear myself up. So potentially when I get to the point where I can test sieges, I'm geared and I have some form of an equal footing or a better chance because I'm not rocking those little white gray great items that i had and i couldn't get anything else along the way okay there's that rant okay here's the other thing character levels if if we want to if they if they want to focus on more testing around castle sieges maybe the last couple weeks they do just put everyone on one server everybody gets on during certain times they boost characters they give them money whatever who cares man none of this stuff stays it's, it's freaking alpha man we're, we're testing right if we're testing the technical side, well, they probably gathered a lot of information by now on broken quests, things like that. I mean, these quests, by the way, aren't going to be in the game anyway at launch because they're just for alpha. Um, this rudimentary crafting system, which, by the way, isn't even representative of the crazy, amazing crafting system we're going to get at launch, right? Uh, no development is kind of bugging out and everything. Fine, whatever. If we're tech, if we're checking out the technical side and the server performance. Let's get people in there and let's just make sure that they're geared equally. The community's getting together and let's just hammer those damn castle sieges. It's my thought, right? I'm not telling Trevor mm -hmm. what to do. I'm not in a position to do that. I'm not a know-it-all. I'm just a guy who sees what's going on and thinks this could maybe help with what they're wanting to do to test and helps maybe the community be more engaged, which brings me back to Faisal's point. So when he was talking <laughs> about APOC, he brings up a good point. Yes, similarly... Uh, to testing now people jump in they're there they're more active in the beginning look i did a crazy long 36 hour stream during one of the apoc periods okay i streamed every single day i was a minority compared to the greater population of people that were willing to check it out they incentivized people several times via cosmetics you could earn if you reach a certain level in like the br battle pass or if you play it up to a certain point or whatever it was um, I don't know, man, here's an idea. Like maybe, maybe some of those things, maybe it isn't even those things, but that would be a super easy thing to do would be, <laughs> and it does tie into like APOC and castle siege testing, which by the way, was going to be something that was going to be included in 
APOC as part of one of one of the different uh, cutouts of testable uh, content you could engage in. Right, one was the battle royale version. The next one that was coming up was Castle Sieges, and then the further one was Horde mode. Horde mode to test the AI of the mobs and monsters. Right, tied in thematically to the apocalypse to happen in the lore, and it genuinely does because what happened in the lore, right? People didn't get through the portal. People start going crazy. People start killing each other for survival. Some people are mad. Then they retreat back to the keeps. And, and here we go. Here's your castle siege mode that was going to be in, uh, incorporated into Apocalypse. Right? You had the castle sieges. And it was holding out these great last bastions. Um, fighting to get them. Who has them? Who can get them to safeguard their well-being, their, their people, whatever. And then after that, you have horde mode where those people that did get those keeps who were able to get there to, to, to provide themselves shelter from everything going on in the apocalypse then got besieged by the great behemoths and all the corrupt creatures that then, right, essentially went swiped everything off the map and whoever was left it retreated into the Underrealm or other places to survive for the eons and there we come back in the future right so thematically story-wise I'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie sim yeah um the, that whole scenario yeah. of us killing each other then horn mods comes in then sieges <laughs> it would be a really cool starting point for ashes when we first enter in the launch period like I, I could so see that it would be so dope. <laughs> like a tutorial or something, but it's like trial by fire. Yes, trial by fire. So, so maybe bring back the siege gear. Maybe boost people's level. I'm gonna read a comment from chat, and then I'm gonna have felt I really well outlined everything overall. Gruntag says there's a common complaint I run across with Alpha One testers. So same thing. That's what I've seen. Lack of direction what to test most if we could get a focus on different areas versus just go level and run around i agree with this 100 percent. and this is going to bring me to my question for our panel and for all of you paying attention and watching here live listening later feedback 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 i'm piggybacking off of what half tilt said provide your feedback so what could they be doing different to get people more engaged in your opinion um what do you think could be improved upon? Um, and my number one thing is more focus on direction on what people can test and get more people into one probably server. So more people have, you have more people on a server to test and those people have a direction on specifically what to test and maybe make it to where you're like, yo, look for tomorrow's server announcement. Hell, maybe they just bring the servers up for some time frame and they're like everybody on during this time, jump in, we're going to boost you. Here's what we want you focusing on. Maybe it's castle sieges. Maybe it's world bosses. Hell, maybe the team gathers people. What a great way to engage with community, right? Maybe a couple of people on the team gather all the people on the server and take massive raids against each other, right? Or take massive raids to take out different world bosses or you castle siege testing, right? I just think this is a great opportunity right now to just bolster the community, gather the people that are testing, put them in one place, get them together, and then showcase that engagement and showcase those those big you know endeavors that you're, you're engaging with in the community. It's not far from my mind on something they could do because they do stuff like this quite quite frankly all the time in the in the in the game during its testing, whether we're talking about the NDA or no NDA periods. 
Um, but what do you think, guys? Um, I mean, if I have to like comment, I definitely agree with Guntag. I think that's some of the things that I've seen in other tests that I've done that are kind of structured like this, right? Where it's very early, very raw kind of things. Um, I think one of the things that's important to note though, too, is there is, um, you know, this is definitely something they should be taking feedback on for sure. But I think there's definitely some level of just they're probably just testing the basics. So they, in some sense, don't necessarily care as much what people are doing, just that they're on the server, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, granted, that doesn't necessarily address the issue of server populations, um, maybe not being as high as they should be. And that's kind of a separate problem. Mm -hmm. But I think that's part of it. I think, um, you know, a great idea would definitely be something like, not like something battle passy where you have to like spend something on it. Definitely. I think that would just totally backfire. Not that I think they would do something like that. Um, again, given kind of the feedback they've gotten before, but some sort of reward cosmetic, something title, whatever it is just to get people motivated. And I do agree, um, you know, having some sort of way to jump into just sieges, would be a great way to engage people um, as well. Um, and I think, you know, obviously a lot of people have been really focused on all these, you know, quests are buggy and this and that. I mean, that they're just kind of testing all these out. There's just placeholder things for us to just be looking at. So like personally though, I think um, definitely some more communication in that regard would be helpful. Um, just again, to, you know, keep, keep it going, make sure that there's like consistent, you know, feedback around when, when servers are available, what the, you know, what the details are, which they've done. I think they just didn't do together. And I think that was a piece of feedback that came up to earlier is that, you know, people saw this testing period and they assumed it was 24 seven for that testing period. But then those that were actually in the alpha, there's an FAQ and it says, Hey, Here's the times that we're planning to test. And it's, it's, um, I think there was a, somebody in the community had mentioned like intermittent. I wouldn't necessarily call what they're doing intermittent. It's basically, you know, controlled spot testing over several days so they can have some time to do maintenance. I mean, the way I look at it, unlike live games they have now, um, there's a downtime every week, right, that you know about. And it's communicated. It's communicated ahead of, you know, when it's going to happen. And that's just something that every server, you know, every, pardon me, every MMO has to do. And I think just taking that approach in the future would be good too, to say, hey, you know, our testing schedule the future is X, Y, Z. Here's, here's the range of dates. Here's what we're thinking. And here's potentially where the maintenance windows are. And kind of that would put this to bed. Hmm. I, want, okay. I want to touch on, Go ahead, Faisal. Okay. Um, thank you. Here's here's a little bit of controversy that I'm gonna add into the conversation because I have a one of my cousins graduated from game dev, and uh, he basically told me that when it comes to game development, they don't give you that direction when testing because they want you to do all the crazy wacky stuff that you might right. do. True. So. Uh, if if you do a certain bug or a certain thing, it would be 
something that they didn't expect you to. Uh, so I'm like, I say, yes, give us direction, but don't give us direction. I got, I, I, I keep getting confused. But at, at this point, I can see when they're supposed to give us direction to two things. Because like, we've been testing now for two weeks randomly. Try, trying to gather as much data, trying to do dungeons, killing dragons, all these quests that we do um, randomly or in sequence. And I think in the upcoming two weeks, um, they, they should do what they just suggested, which is basically merge or um, gather certain data with direction. So, so if we're doing sieges, it, I, I'm, I'm not telling you uh, direction in terms oh, like, you have to attack at these certain moments. No, I'm telling you, just at least make us go do sieges. Let us do all the crazy, wacky stuff there, oh, 100 versus 100. The, the, like, that's, that's what I think should be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say that same, uh, same statement, is you, you will never be able to replicate an internal QA testing what the general public is going to do. You're never going to anticipate the way that they're going to break something, the way that they're going to tackle a challenge or try to interface something like the speed bug. Right. Who, who would think about that, right? Like from a design standpoint, that that's you're not going to see that because you are focused on what you're focused on. And so that's really important. I think as much as I think a structured um, and focused testing is important and i think it there should be a balance i think that free play time is also very very important uh, the other side or to, to carry on on that side of it too a lot of what we were testing early on was the ghost ai controller which just required people to go out and do things so it's just get in there and just gather that data like what are people going to do what are they going to how are they going to tackle this and what's going to happen when they do it you, we can test X, Y, Z in studio, but we might not even know about A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I could go on forever. And that was really important to grab that, to test that server degradation and tackle that. You wanted to generate that as quickly as possible so you could see what was going on, where that breakpoint was. And that paid off well. The flip side of that is going back to exactly what, what you guys are saying, Sim Daedalus, is having that structured environment as well. I would love to see a, a dev or two come in and be like, hey, we're going to pull 40 people from this area, from this guild, from uh, that are this level and above or this level and below, and we're going to go do, we're going to go tackle the, the Elder Forest Dragon, or we're going to go into this dungeon and, and try to clear it out. We're going to just have a large-scale PvP battle between us over here. And it doesn't have to be castle sieges. It can be test various things where you just group people up, but it's grouping people up to experience different content that you might are probably only going to see right now. If you're very active playing the game with a larger group, I I'm, I haven't seen any of the world bosses yet. I haven't tackled any of them. I haven't been in any of the dungeons yet. It's not for lack of desire. It's just the simple mm -hmm. fact is, is I'm underleveled compared to everyone else, and I'm not on when most people are doing that. So have have a dev come in and just force, just open up an open invitation to to come in and do that during those off peak hours or doing hours when other people aren't running that stuff, and you're going to get a lot more 
interaction. You're going to get a lot more feedback and it's an incentive for a lot of people be like, Hey, hit level 10 by this time. And you can come do this with us. I think that would be super, super awesome. Uh, as far as uh, incentivizing, I don't, people would probably get really salty about cosmetics if, if, because it's now gated behind your current alpha one access. So people that don't have alpha one access, there are some, some people are already pretty salty about the price point. Now you're going to put this out there as well. I feel like that puts a bad image on the rest of the community. I think offering something like embers that you can later use in the store based on your interaction in re required or focused testing uh, sessions would be an all right way to go or possibly even additional game time, even though I think a lot of people have like a lot of game time, if not unlimited <laughs> at this point. So that might be a bit of a moot point, but put something in there that it, it, you're, you're not gating or, or locking out, out the vast majority of people that are eventually going to play this game. Cause in the end, we are probably less than 0.01% of the people that are actually going to play this right. game. Yeah. yeah. It's a good point about the, uh, you know, cause APOC was free to play versus this too. So with the cosmetics, that's a good point. But, but the thing, the thing with APOC is that, uh, I think, I think it, it, it dwindled faster than like the alpha one is because like a lot of things were bugged. Like the fact that the launcher, I had to access certain files in order to make the actual game work, just to download the game. Um, that that was a huge workaround that needed to, to be fixed. Like I thought, I thought like APOC was fine in a whole. It just like if they fixed certain tweaks, I think a lot of people would have actually played it <laughs> because a lot of people couldn't at all. <laughs> I would have if I knew it was a thing. <laughs> you know. Oh, you didn't know about it at all at the time, man. There were so many people that had no idea nope. it was, the game even existed, and then you had then you had a bunch of people that found out about it because it was something released on Steam, and then of course people like we got episodes talking about that for days, only dayless. We can go back and time. We it. do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We've, we've definitely kind of shared, I think, some of our feedback around the current iteration of testing, our experiences thus far. Um, so with that being said, we do have a couple other discussion points today. One, the discussion point around the dev discussion, number 32, which actually released uh, July 22nd, which was three days ago at the time of the recording of this podcast now. And the dev discussion, um, this is not a guild gathering, but it is a discussion on guilds. Now, this one says, <clears throat> guild members, what kinds of information do you look for before joining a guild? Guild leaders, what kinds of characteristics are you looking for in new guild members? All right, there you go. I pose this question not only to those here on the show or listening later, but to those here in chat live now. Leave a comment on the YouTube video later too. Share the feedback, because this is stuff we take, we talk about here, but gentlemen, to answer that question, what are those things for you? Uh, personally, I would say like just a, a good positive atmosphere, helpful atmosphere in a guild um, would be good. Um, and I, I think some like level of like game awareness and skill, um, like to be able and, and desire to help others, um, you know, skill up too. And I don't mean that in like, you know, join a guild, 
beg for money, you know, beg to be run through stuff. That's not what I consider really like helping. It's like just helping upskill, like, you know, you know, getting groups together, um, just being very kind of interactive with their members more than anything. Uh, that would be probably like my biggest thing. Um, I mean, I've done guild leadership for a minute, not my cup of tea. So I prefer to be a peon. Um, but I do, I do like guilds that just have that, that type of atmosphere where they're always kind of willing to lend a hand and want to be able to kind of do things with the guild. It's not just like, okay, I'm just in it for what I can get out of the guild. It's more like I'm in it to make friends, be social, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think a big thing for me is ex welcoming and accessibility into the guild is absolutely a huge thing and really just how open they are with their their values their their focuses in the game and, and you know just being upfront and honest with that because that really allows me as as a member uh, I've, I've been in the officer th role in bigger guilds just no thanks i don't have the time or energy for that in my life but i, I just want to go in there i just want to do my thing help where i can run some stuff and hang out with some friends have a drink and just have fun that, that yeah. that's really what it comes down to and that's the community aspect so having a certain maturity level in the guild i don't like drama if there's a lot of internal drama in the guild and it's not being handled i'm I, I, that, that's a quick disconnect for me and I, i'm probably just gonna you know not log into discord and just play by myself until i find another group you know um yeah and, and just knowing like i said before knowing where their alignments are what their focus is because that that is that is that does that align with what i want to do you know if i want to spend most of my time in ashes roaming around the high seas treasure hunting and killing bosses and, and running some arenas if there's a guild that's just focused on staying in the mountains or in the desert somewhere and, and farming scorpions or level one boars you know i i don't want to i'm probably not going to join that guild because we're not going to get along and we'll never play together so what's the point that that's a big thing for me and in a game like ashes as well um the understanding of the the importance of politics and, and guild relate guild relations with other guilds and just your reputation on the server is so incredibly important to me what that stance is and, and how aligned people within the guild are of that having a more established guild that maybe has transcended through other games uh, will, will really help to feed into that uh, rather than a just a hey let's just start a guild called wood out of nowhere uh, but you were going to have a lot of you know no shots fired but you're going to get a lot of people that are just kind of all over the place come from all different alignments and backgrounds are going to do their own thing uh, and you're going to wind up with a bit more of a, a cluster of a guild and i've been in those and it doesn't end well because you don't have any united focus there there's no hive mentality uh, behind it and that's that will lead to just dysfunction like crazy which is something that steven has talked about a million times it's going to be so so huge in this game um i agree with both of what you guys said uh, on top of that i would like it to be more flexible rather than being too rigid uh what i mean by that i'm not going to be a stormtrooper and have an inhibitor chip in my mind and when, when when the commander says execute all your 66, I'm going to do it. No, uh, 
Well, what I mean by that is basically look up guides and just follow them to the T. I'm like, I'm, I am not that. Um, I would expect us to have fun while doing dungeons as well. Like, I like to go do dungeons blind because it's a part of the experience. If I know what's inside the dungeon, I'm like, that, well, that just half of the experience gone. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you know, I, I can't really like talk to the guild members thing as much these days because I'm a guild master, and so but, you know, I could say from as the guild master perspective, um, what characteristics are we are we looking for for new guild members? When I think of virtue, I mean, I have a whole guild of tenants, and it's not the same as like for me it's not the same as like rules and regulations right we we do have like standard mm -hmm. operating procedures and how we kind of govern and manage certain things like you know problem behaviors all those types of stuff right that's not the same as like what characteristics we're looking for when i when i hear that i mean that's why virtue has the word virtue right we're talking about of moral standards and things of that nature right we kind of have those expectations um you know we think about you know, cooperation, we think about dedication, we think about preparedness, we think about, uh, you know, just overall being respectful. I mean, it's not really big expectations. It's just treat people decent. Don't be a dick. Don't don't be an asshole. Don't don't make someone else's time, you know, playing a game feel like a bad time man. you know, be responsible. You know, if you're having a bad day, don't shut on other people. It's it's basic decency for me. I mean, that that to me, just basic decency, right? So we look for qualities and people like that. People that are just going to be decent, that are going to be engaged in, you know, the community for the community, not for what you're going to get me, what you're going to get out of it. You know, um, how this is going to benefit me in some way, you know, like you, you see that in, in games all the time, right? Cause for me, the focus is community first, you know, because if you don't have community you, in, from my perspective, you know, when it comes down to like longevity for a guild, you can do the numbers game, and just recruit a ton of people and you'll always have a ton of people. But if you want a community yep. that's actually bound together and stays the course for the long haul, you, you got to be looking for specific things. They got to fit the culture. And this is something that Intrepid Studios has done with their own studio, which is something I respect and I really appreciate about them. It ties into like how, you know, I believe in community being built. I mean, it's the same thing around around the all the content creation stuff. You join the Discord here. If you're here around this Twitch channel, it's the same thing, man. Like, I, quite frankly, I don't care to do content. I could do other things with my time outside of content creation. If there wasn't a community around it, that made it a good time for me to do so. For me, for me, not everybody, for me, right? For me, it's about community. If community's there and it's a good time, that's my jam. I'm going to keep doing it. That's why I've been able to do this show for years when it was quiet and we felt like we were in the desert. Just, just need some drops. <laughs> need some drops of rain, man. You know what I mean? Taylor's is like swaying forward because he knows what I mean. Like I know, I know. It wasn't know, always so. easy, man. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't have community, I don't know if I. I'll be honest. I don't know if I would have kept doing it if there weren't at least some people here that made doing this such a good time. You know, and it ended up becoming the reason that this show persevered when, quite frankly, others didn't. And that's just the truth. We persevered because we stayed the course. We had a community that reinforced us to keep doing that. Um, so for me, that's the same motto 
uh, for guilds as it is for the show, this community here, community first. And if you find people that are cut from the same cloth, have the same sort of like values and they're around, well, it's a damn good time. At least it is for me. So speaking of a damn good time, I'm, I just got, can I talk about this? It's hot as shit here, by the way, today. Yeah, in here and, too. And also, I'm sitting here going, I just looked at the weather. Why does it sound like a storm outside when there wasn't a daggum cloud on the map? Hello? What is this I'm hearing outside during the show? Anyway, side, side, I, I did, I did, I did totally like squirrel brained it off to the side. I don't feel bad about it one bit. Because why? Because I'm trying to make sure this show goes through before. Not going to say it. Something were to happen in this work to be able to continue live. Not saying it out loud. I just think it. I've learned my lesson. I knocked on wood for you. Thank you. I knocked on this too. I'm not sure if it's actual wood, but I it looks like wood. So we'll go with the fact that it's what she said. <laughs> oh, did she though? Anyway, moving on, friends. We got a live stream coming up. Not, 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 not us here. We we've got one next Sunday, 5 p.m. CDP. If you didn't know when the next Ashes Pathfinder podcast was, it's next week for episode 136, which will be after the upcoming Ashes of Creation live stream, which is this Friday coming up, July 30th. Right in typical format, you can expect me to be live here on the channel gathering your questions, talking about the game, getting feedback as we always do towards the end of their live stream and afterwards for a little while, gathering feedback and all that stuff to talk about on the podcast a couple days later on Sunday. So with that being said, get your questions in if you got them for Intrepid. Did stuff we talk about today get you thinking? Did you have something you were like, I wonder if Intrepid... Go to their go to their forums. They got a post there. You can go right there, right now. I'm linking it in chat, friends, because I think I am. Oh my gosh, am I though? I'm trying. Okay, here we go. I got it. There it is. It's going to chat. Go in. You've got until the day prior, so until 11 a.m. PDT on July 29th, you can submit questions for a chance for them to ask it on the podcast. Sorry, on their live stream on Friday, the following day. Right. If it's not in by 11 a.m., you probably aren't going to get it. Then their live stream is the next day at 11 a.m. PDT. That's going to be 1 p.m. CDT or 2 p.m. EDT. Okay. Here in the U.S. So, friends, that's the thing. So, I guess in closing, I have a question for my fellow Pathfinders here and here in chat, watching, <laughs> listening. Yes. The question is. Is there anything you're really hoping that we see them cover, showcase, outline? Or is there really a question you really have for them that you would hope to get answered this uh, week? I think we were talking a little bit about this um, before the show. I think we all had like some level of wanting to see some more roadmappy type of stuff, at least kind of understanding what the next t testing is going to look like outside of... Mm alpha one or more alpha one whatever they like you know just kind of getting some more um goal posts around what's happening that would for me personally i know there's some other things the the gents are thinking about but that's primary for me is that yeah what about y'all the other two here i i i think along with the roadmap i would really love to see 
some objectives of what they are hoping to achieve or, or what, what do they want to find? What do they need to learn? What do we need to show them as testers um, in some of these tests? What are, what are, what's the data they're looking for? And, you know, that might fuel some creativity in the community around how to potentially show that data and come up with things. So, uh, I don't know if that ties back into the whole focus testing thing so much, but just a little bit more objective of what's coming up. And then uh, on the flip side of that is what is gating them behind releasing more stuff? What, what's gating them? What, what, what's the threshold of anything we need to hit to move to the next stage? What do we need to see to get the Ranger in the game? Mm. We know Steven's t- said it's there. It's ready to go. It's just a matter of implementing it into the game. Okay. Well, what is, what's the holdup? Is there anything that we can do? And, and I, based on people's feedback from the last few live streams, that's the, that's the info that people really want to hear. They want to hear more of that technical stuff, not the fluff, you know, is, is the studio, um, is there any trepidation behind releasing content at this point? Because we are no longer under an NDA and everything is going to be public yes. the moment it gets tested by us. Is that stopping them? from releasing stuff or making them more hesitant to release stuff that in a closed environment would be like, okay, guys have at it. Let's, we know this isn't where it needs to be yet, but show us how it's (laughs) where we can improve it and what's going on with it now. Mm. That that's a big one for me. Absolutely. I would, I would like to have, uh, like environmental and creature specific biomes or more about the biomes and how they would look like because we only know a little bit and most of what we know is tropical. We know, I know about a little bit of the other biomes would be really dope as well. And by the way, my birthday is at the 29th. <laughs> uh, they're like, uh, what's that mean? What does that mean exactly? Is there a specific... Uh... I mean, happy, uh, happy early birthday, first of all. I'm just curious if there's uh, <laughs> a request. Or something you... from the stream, buddy. Come on. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I even threw that in there. I did not think so about So, <laughs> obviously, on Thursday, right, this coming Thursday on the 29th, uh, you all should definitely be making sure that you show Faisal exactly how much he means to you how valued he is to you. I I think there's no better way than to find as many bunny memes as possible for Faisal that you can Yes, po- show me with bunny memes. Shower with I'm bunny memes, you. show us of love. If I don't see at least one in our Discord <laughs> this coming Thursday, I'm going to feel real sad, man. Okay? Not bad, sad. That's a thing. Okay? Cool? Awesome? Honor you? I think so. Great. Moving on. Dayless. Thoughts? Yeah, as as far as like the bunny memes, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> no, I oh mean, gosh. I would say no, no other thoughts. I mean, I think I kind of said my piece. Yeah. I, I'm really looking for a roadmap. I think what the gents have come up with here as well is like you know really some good stuff. More you know biomes. I think some something in chat too around you know maybe more character models would be cool. So just being able to kind of do those kind of things on the stream, I think, again, would just keep building the momentum um, and, and go from there. But yeah, that's that's my take. 
Yeah, definitely biomes, man. That would be that'd be pretty cool to see some more biomes. I mean, we've seen some like concept art that we usually end up seeing renders for or environment, uh, in-game environment showcases of. Um, and I like I'm thinking back to like the uh, what seemed like the Dunier sort of like cliff statues and like walkways or bridges or whatever we had previously. That would be really because I'm a big fan of the Dunier uh, architecture style, dude. It's so good. I like it a lot. It is beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so obviously we've we've all got our our stuff and things, but I, I I do agree with you all on all of the points that you you really were resonating with. Um, I genuinely would like to, yeah, I, it is. I think the studio showcase would be great. See if they've got some showcase to to kind of give us on that regard or in that regard or on that front. Um, I also would uh, I do kind of also share the same concern and wonder uh with with as half tilt here. And we'll talk about this more in upcoming shows, I'm sure, as we get closer to the end of this Alpha One test period uh, that ends uh, August 13th. And, and my my question is, is like, what will future tests look like? Um, what will that be like? Um, will they only allow, because we talked about, you know, when we hit Alpha One, there was no NDA. They said moving forward, there would be no NDA. So I am curious, and I'm not saying I want it to be all NDA, no NDA moving forward, period, or else. I'm not saying that at all. I, I would never say that. Um, I'm just curious how the plan for testing moving forward will go. Will we get a cut every couple of weeks, have like a no NDA test period? They do some testing in the back end with people. That's not it. Not that is NDA, um, you know, to kind of polish some things off and then do some showcases. Um, I don't I don't know what the best, you know, uh, approach would really be for that. I mean, uh, I do think like all things once you open the open the gate and you showcase it's probably going to be important to stay the course now um and to stay the course with no nda stuff as well um but i don't know what that looks like i am curious what that potential roadmap would look like not as a creator but more so uh, uh more so in regard to them sort of adhering to what they said they would do with uh development um because when they said they went into alpha one they also said moving forward it's no nda um, so I'm very curious how they are planning to do that moving forward. Um, so that's that's something I'm very curious about right now. But we'll we'll talk more about that in the future. Um, gentlemen, any final thoughts before we wrap this show up? Get ready to get to it. You know, I, I was very much of the mindset that yeah, you what now that the NDA is lifted, you can't. But this just mm -hmm. this just hit me. If a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? If they put the NDA back out, nobody's allowed to say anything about it. Would it, it, it as long as everybody adheres to the NDA, and of course that's a, mm. a, a bold assumption. Yeah. Um, is it really that bad? Yeah. Th that just hit me because I was adamantly against reinstating the NDA now that you've opened the door. Yeah, it's a good point. It's definitely one I think that I'd like to encourage everybody in the community. All the things we talked about Share your thoughts, share your feedback, share your questions, all of that, because we gather it, we talk about it on the show, and we do know that the team does listen to and watch the show. So, you know, if you have thoughts, share them, they'll see them. Okay. And with that being said, thanks so much, everybody, for a really awesome show. It's been a fantastic one. I'm really glad to, you know, be back after having missed last week. And as always, Pathfinder, stay the course. You will see us again next Sunday. As planned, like usual, gentlemen, please do shout out your domains of where the community can find you when you're not on the show, then catch up with you. 
All right. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. Right. Half tilt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at half underscore tilt, or you can message me on Discord, uh, half tilt gamer, if you want to chat. I'm standing, Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bickle108. <laughs> Very true. And friends, this might be the end of today's show, but I want to say again, as always, remember, you don't have to be on this show to be a Pathfinder. If you are here with us when we're live, if you check in and you listen to it on the podcast places tonight or through the week, if you are able to catch it on YouTube and leave some comments, we take it. It matters. You matter. Thank you for dedicating your time to the show with us your pathfinders as well so much love to all of you much love to intrepid studios and friends until next week you live your best lives walk in the light and have a great night we'll see you again real soon take care everyone bye